When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes jams uh, from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, and uh, gives you the info on how you can catch these very talented human beings live and in person right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the Peterson Brothers, and they are playing Saturday at the ABGB. The ABGB. I think I know what it is. I've seen the sign. It is uh, right there off Old Torf and South Lamar. Yes. Okay, yes, I've seen the sign. I can't really place it, but I can see the There's sign. There's a studio yeah. across the street from it. Uh, and all that okay. Yes, you yeah. can uh, You can go get some beer. Beer garden. Beer, kind of, yes. pizza, and, uh, and music. Yeah. Yep. Oh, those are three awesome things. Yes. Why wouldn't you want to hang and out? those are ABGB? three Austin Things. Ah, there you go. There well, you go. Now. There you Good go. Stuff there. Good stuff there. You got it right uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, you can hit us up on the spec text line, 512-337-3776. Uh, we'll get to the DeAndre Hopkins story here, and but we'll get to it. You got to talk some Dak Prescott here because I just brought up Dak Prescott in those quarterback rankings, and the specs text line just lit up mm-hmm. with, with Dak Prescott haters but also Dak apologists. Um, so we'll, that would be your boy. We'll discuss a little Dak here because I'm a Dak fan too, but I keep it real about Dak. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Dak fan. I'm looking for big Dak energy this this year. We want that. We want BDE. I think it's coming. Yeah, we hopefully it's coming. But yeah, better if we get little Dak energy, yeah, then, then it's going to be a long time on these airways. Pull out some blue chew from hard. Hey, holla back. <laughs> All right, uh, you can hit us up via Twitter Skillful. as well. Hard to say, hard ball, hard to Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Davis. My man Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis. Okay. I brought up the fact that I don't believe it's in Dak's football character that he's going to be turnover-prone again. Usually, Dak is low-risk, high-reward quarterback. This year, high-risk, high-reward quarterback, but I don't think that is going to continue. I don't think that regression continues uh, this year, but it could. And if it does, then we got a bigger problem. But here's the stats to back it up. Like I told you guys, I'll give, I'll give you the truth, but i give you the numbers to back it up, too. I'll give you my opinion sometimes, but I'll give you the truth based on the numbers. Dak's career interception rate, is tied for eighth among active quarterbacks, and and two of those guys aren't even full-time quarterbacks. So if you want to take full-time starters, then it would be tied for sixth among those. Uh, but he's tied with Burrow and is better than Josh Allen in terms of his interception rate. And prior to this past season, his interception rate coming into 2022 was 1.7%, which was a third among full-time starters. Only Mahomes and Rodgers were better. Yeah. So going into the season, he he based on starting four time starting quarterbacks, only Mahomes and Rodgers had better uh, interception rates among starting quarterbacks. And that was his career interception rate, guys, was tied for eighth. And like I said, that was among all quarterbacks, sixth among starters. But going into the season, only Mahomes and Rodgers were better at taking care of the football as passers. Right, guys, don't believe that BS hype. Somebody is out there pushing that. This anti-Dak propaganda. That's they crazy. need to go look at Josh Allen's <laughs> numbers too. 
Josh Allen turns the ball over just as much as Dak Prescott, maybe even more. Well, I think the fact is their record is different, and they also look to hate on Dak. And we saw Josh Allen was a – he was very turnover prone. Yes. Dayball got him to clean it up a little bit, and this year he's returned back to a little bit more turnover prone. Yes, he did. But the anomaly for him was pretty much the two years where he turned it down, where Dak, the anomaly is the year where he went up. Yep. That's a great point. Very fair. And, yeah, because – how about this? Okay, so a couple of numbers before we move on to DeAndre Hopkins here. Uh, if you go look at Dak, here's the number that's uh, – Dan Olofsky threw this out there, and a lot of people are bringing this up when they are criticizing Dak. Started 33 regular season games in the last three seasons, and in those 33 starts, he's thrown 29 interceptions. Mm. But as you pointed out, Harge, the numbers for Josh Allen are almost identical. Identical. <laughs> but actually, Josh, Josh Allen has more fumbles. Yes. So add the that, turnovers. Yeah, you're talking about interceptions here. Yes. He's got more fumbles on top of the interceptions. Mm-hmm. And how about this? If you go look at – because this was on NFL on ESPN. I saw this number, and then people started talking about Dak because Dak is a very polarizing topic. Most turnovers in one-score games over the past three years. Uh, Josh Allen has 36. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert has 30. Derek Carr has 29. And Dak Prescott has 28. But I went deeper into the numbers. Come on. If you go deeper into the numbers, if you, uh, they, basically those four quarterbacks, they also rank – Second for Josh Allen, fourth for Justin Herbert, fifth for Carr, and 16th for Dak in dropbacks in one-score games. So Dak has way fewer dropbacks in one-score games than Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. They're second, fourth, and fifth. He's Mm -hmm. 16th in dropbacks in one-score games. And uh, if you go look at it, uh, if you go look at turnover rate in those games, Josh Allen... 23rd, Justin Herbert 21st, uh, Derek Carr 15th, and Dak 2nd. So my man John Madani always told me, listen, you know, stats are like a bikini. They, you can, you know, they'll, they'll show you a lot. They don't show you everything. They do not they show, show you, you everything. everything. And, if, and then really we know you can get, I, as a numbers guy can tell you, you can get numbers to say pretty much everything you want them to say. I don't do that. I don't like to manipulate numbers like that. I like to give it to you raw. Uh, but the tax people do. Yeah, exactly. The they tax do. people know how to manipulate the well, numbers. Well, in politics. Yes, exactly. Right, with politics and different surveys yep. and the polls. They like to manipulate numbers. I don't do that. We just give it to you raw. And I go with the numbers taking me. I'm, I'm like an, an investigator on law and order. I just go with the evidence takes me. Yep. And then I, I, come I up saw with, that trail that was right there, so I decided to follow much, it. I, don't, I never come up with a take and then go find the information for it. Mm-hmm. I, go, I go rabbit holing, find the information, the data, and then the take comes off the data that I found. Right. And I think some people have the other way. They come up with a take and go, all right, I got to find some numbers to back up my take. I never <laughs> do that. Never done it. That's why I got all these damn papers everywhere. I got to do so much research to come up with the take. He so, does have a lot of papers, guys. Yeah, so my point is, Dak, don't believe the hype. Dak is not turnover prone. He's not high risk, high reward. Do you, is he elite? That's a different discussion. That's a totally different discussion. <laughs> that I, I'm not having that discussion because I don't know. Um, but I like Dak, and I'm a Dak fan. Okay, let's get to DeAndre Hopkins here, gentlemen, because DeAndre Hopkins has been released by the Arizona Cardinals, and now the topic of conversation has uh, has turned uh, into where will DeAndre Hopkins end up? Who's going to be in DeAndre Hopkins' sweepstakes? I did see um, some odds that had that continue to have Kansas City Tied with Baltimore mm-hmm. with the best odds to acquire one DeAndre Hopkins. And remember, we would discuss this in the 4 o'clock hour, and I said my two top teams 
with Kansas City and Baltimore if I'm DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that's not a, that's not obviously crazy because Kansas City, who, who wouldn't want to go play at Kansas City? Yeah. But Baltimore, I think Baltimore is rising, gentlemen, as a fast contender in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. He, he did name Lamar Jackson among one of the, on the five quarterbacks he would like to play with or have him throwing, have throwing footballs to him, um, along with it was Jalen Hurts uh, on that list as well. Uh, it was Patrick Mahomes on that list. Uh, the guy from San Diego, he was talking about Justin Herbert. Yep. Uh, and uh, who was the first one? Josh Allen. Josh sorry. Allen. Josh Allen was supposed yeah. to. Thank you. Yeah. Which is another reason why we're all sitting here saying he ain't going there because it's too cold. But he might. He, he might. might. He might go out there and do it because, again, you want to be part of a winner. You have been on teams that have lost a lot of football games. You are later in your career. You now want to go and get your victories in the playoffs, and you want to be an integral part of it. So when you look at the other numbers, and he put Jalen Hurts on that list, but Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles are plus 2,000. Cowboys are plus 2,500, so they're not that far behind them. That's true. And you look at Detroit. Detroit, I know a lot of people are looking at Detroit. They're plus 1,500. Yeah, I watched Detroit. And that's a team that is in a great position to where you guys were talking about Mm -hmm. the fact that it's an indoor facility. That's true. You will be able to play. There's no Aaron Rodgers in that division this year. You're going up against Chicago and Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. But you got yourself an opportunity to play with a quarterback that put up huge numbers last year. You got Jamar Gibbs, and you got another wide receiver in Amara St. Brown, who's a star. Yeah, it's a good point. No, I, I'm with you. I like the Detroit pick too. Um, and I'm looking at this another. I'm just looking at random websites. Yeah, points, points bet USA. They got the Chiefs and the Bills tied for uh, the best odds at plus three hundred. Then they got the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I did not think about the Jets. Huh? It's a, it's the Aaron Rodgers. Hey. Hey, can you go get another toy for me? I need another toy. And they would do it. They they would <laughs> again want to win. But they I think they fall it. into the I think they fall into the Baltimore. Hey, we've already got you. Once we've got you, this whole game we're playing of how much do we want to appease you? Like we already have wide receivers. We've got plenty. They do. Now the we, Jets we, actually we, do have. We, we've now. got guys, and we brought in two of your guys. Alan so you, we've already gave you Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, who we know is not going to play that, but Rand, they brought him in. Mm-hmm. So we've already brought in two of your guys. Look, if he was willing to come in for $10 million, of course we'd sign him. But I don't want to put $25 million on my cap for another guy and re- and slow the regression of our young wide receivers because you just want to play with older guys, even though we have amazing young wide receivers. We don't know what the price tag is going to be just yet. That's a huge question. Yep. Um, that's going to be I the major part about it. I doubt he's taking the veteran minimum, though. So yeah. the Patrick's point, I, I don't know what it'll be. I mean, if he's is he going to demand? Because if he wants to win championships, then he's got to give a discount. Yeah, yeah. But I just watched Odell Beckham Jr. get paid what fifteen mil or the possibility of eighteen mil. Yeah. And guys, I think we all agree they overpaid. I mean, there was, was that was a ridiculous overpayment for Odell Beckham Jr. And maybe he's looking at that deal and going, "Well, if Odell Beckham is eighteen, guys, I gotta be. Come on, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta well, get eighteen. I gotta, get, yeah, I gotta yeah. get eighteen. And his yeah. agent is going to say, "Hey, you can't set the market back because if you do this, that means every every wide receiver thirty and plus now has to play for two million dollars. But he just, but he just got the money though. That's he the did. Other I, part I, of I know, it, so. but 
But it is, on the, it's, we talk about precedence the in the league. Yeah. And if you talk about it, then they'll go, well, DeAndre Hopkins, you're not a team player unless you take less. You can get away with it with a one-year mercenary deal. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Now, if it's a it's got to be a one-year deal. Year. Year. If yeah. it's a one-year deal, yes. we've seen players give discounts for one-year deals because the assumption is, I want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it for this one year. I'll give you a discount. If he does sign a longer deal, yes, then that does apply. Because yep. we saw Patrick Mahomes. We heard Patrick Mahomes bring it up yesterday. He's like, hey, I don't want to be the highest paid, but I got to be competitive. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm hurting right. all of my other teammates and peers. I'm hurting their value as well. That's, like, is, that's an old baseball logic. Yes. That's the yeah. same thing Patrick Mahomes said. Yeah, exactly. Your agent will tell you this, and the fact that they're like, dude, I'm trying to get money for my other guys. And yes. if I and take I'm less, to get so money I'm going to lose me. money. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to lose money. That's real. I'm going to lose money on their money because you're doing this. So I'm going to lose money not only from you not getting a commission, but then their commissions go down because you're lowering the market again. And we just got the wide receiver market super hot, and owners are really trying to cool it down right now. And if you continue that slide of, hey, you can get good value for guys, then they, we're going to shut down that, that, that money, and I want my money. I, I, yep. I don't agree with that, but I, I remember saying on this show that I think inflation had hit the wide receiver market, and I was waiting to when the bubble would burst. Maybe the bubble's ready to burst. Yep. Yeah, because the they, they died it, it. It went down a lot this offseason. It did, because even the Cowboys, I think, contributed to that with the Brandon Cooks deal. Mm-hmm. They got Brandon Cooks for pennies, for, for really, really cheap, considering how much the Texans were paying for him. Uh, but, yeah, so the Chiefs and the Bills, my two favorite teams for him to go to, my favorite team for him to go to would be the Ravens. Um, because like I, I, I like the Ra- I think the Ravens have started. Listen, the Ravens were a team at one point that spent the fewest salary cap dollars on offense the last four years in the NFL. Second fewest salary cap dollars on the wide receiver position um, when Lamar Jackson was their starting quarterback. Now they've shifted that dynamic just a little bit. Looks like there's a changing of uh, the tide happening there. Uh, it looks like now they're starting to embrace maybe spending some more capital on the offense side of the ball, whether it's draft capital with Zay Flowers or mm-hmm. that salary cap. Oh, sorry, not, uh, whether that's free agency capital uh, with, the, with their salary cap. They went out and got uh, or Nelson Aguilar. Uh, they went out and got OBJ, of course. And they bought. They went out and drafted uh, wide receivers like Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman early on in the draft. So I wouldn't doubt if Lamar Jackson, who was mentioned by mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, is out there, you know, whispering behind the scenes saying, man, go get me DeAndre Hopkins. New, You have a new coach who's going to be uh, uh, the offensive coordinator calling the plays there with Todd Munkin. And Todd Munkin's offenses, guys, they are prolific yep. passing offenses. Think about this. Todd Munkin, last time he, saw, he called plays in the NFL, his team averaged 320 passing yards per game. And they platooned two quarterbacks. They were platooning uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. For perspective, that 320.3 passing yards per game for Todd Munkin's offense, the last time he called plays in the NFL, fifth most in history. They going to chunk it. Even Lamar Jackson said, we are going to run it less and throw it more. We can only get so far running the ball. Done. And I love and I love our new coach. He's going to give me the option to go up there and change plays. And He's he ready to go. He did. He said, yep. he said he's going to give me freedom. To the yep. offense is my yep. offense. Yep. And I – I, I would, if I'm thinking if I'm Lamar Jackson, I would campaign for trying to get right, the Andrew Hopkins. Let down. me let me throw this name out just because we he's one of the names that he mentioned and we have not talked about it as a possibility because they already have two great wide receivers, thousand yard wide receivers. What if the Eagles try and get him? Uh, what if the Eagles go out and he says, "Man, I like Jalen Hurts. I like this team. I just want to win a ring. I'm going to take a one year mercenary deal, come in, play for five million dollars." 
Go be the third wide receiver on this Eagles. Come on, man. No. I don't need that. That's wow. I don't need him, but it's it would, one of the names he listed Roseman quarterbacks. Is one of the guys. <laughs> hey, so if we're mentioning that, if we're mentioning him mentioning quarterbacks, he liked Jalen Hurts. He that was his number three, I think. It was. Yeah. He goes all. Howie Roseman goes all in. He has, Howie he has Roseman done at, is not afraid. He's done that multiple times as a GM of the Eagles, just going all in for the hell of it. Yeah. And it works out more often times than not. I didn't bring that up because I thought it was unrealistic because they do have two thousand yard wide receivers. But, man, if that happens, that would be a similar cheat code to him going to Kansas City. And, yes, the NFL should be afraid, very afraid, if he ends up with one of those two teams. Oh, my goodness. Everybody else, you have a shot. He goes to Buffalo, you still got a shot. That's not going to make them indefensible. He goes to even uh, goes to to the Ravens. That's not going to make them unstoppable. You know what I mean? The rest of the NFL has a shot. He goes to Kansas City, or if he goes to Philadelphia, the rest of the NFL has got no shot. It's done deal. I'm picking whoever he goes to. One of those teams, teams, go ahead and start putting your money down, right? Done deal, man. What if he goes to Jacksonville? How do you feel about them? Patrick brought them up earlier. That's nasty, man. You know, they're plus 3,500. Value-wise, that is the best value on the board I would look at because they do have – they just picked up uh, Ridley. They got got him. They got Christian Kirk, who started the party for the wide receiver market. And they got uh, Zay Jones that has stepped up and played well. He would add another big piece for them in that success. That's true. Yeah, and it it also is one of those things that you pull him in and you can play and maybe trade one of those wide receivers as well – Take them in a trade market oh, that's and, not a bad idea. and say, hey, man, we need to find a piece on defense or something like that. Try and swap them out and get a piece that you need more. That's a possibility, especially on a Christian Kirk or Zay Jones, who had a really good season, but you're not sure they're going to have two or three or four more really good seasons. That's no. a great point. About you say, yeah. hey, man, we got them at their high point. Their value's really high right now. If we can move one of them, then we'll, we'll move them. Then we got... Ridley and and Hopkins and the other one, and that's three wide receivers. Yep. That's a good point. And, and, you know, people don't do it in the NFL often, but you can trade a wide receiver to make room, right, for salary cap room for the wide receiver position. You also can trade for cash consideration. You just need some – we need some cash, man. (laughs) We need 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 a little bit of money, man. This guy coming in wants a lot of cash, and we're going cash over cap. Can you trade for some cash? So we let it go, yeah. And we didn't get it. So you're right. They can make it work, and that would be a scary proposition, too, if he ends up with Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that's probably – there are probably six teams where he could be extremely dangerous and lethal. There are two teams where that, that that's all she wrote. The fat lady has sung. If and he you, goes to Kansas City or Philadelphia, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they're right, going what, anyway. What, they might okay. be going anyway. But. All right, what about 49ers? They're on that list. They're a team that if he goes in there, now you have Debo Samuel who runs as a thing. You now have an actual number one, like just a guy who's out there who's just playing wide receiver for you. I'm just throwing it out as a team where it's like if you want to win, they're a realistic chance to they compete every year. Ah, uh, yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's, my thing. it's a good point, though. You're right about that. Here, here's why I would, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I would, or at least if I was advising him, I should say, I would advise against that. Yeah. And maybe if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you probably don't want to do that. This is a guy that's played with mediocre to average quarterbacks his entire career. And I'm not saying he's going to encounter that with the 49ers because they got Sam Darnold and they got Trey Lance. We don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. And they got Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy looked really good last year as Mr. Irrelevant. But this is a guy that early on in his career, first five years, played with Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, Ryan Mallett, Ryan Fitzpatrick, TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon, Brian Hoyer, Tom Savage, and A.J. McCarron. And when he finally got to play with an all-pro quarterback and he made – 
three straight all pro, four straight uh, Pro Bowls and three yep. straight all pros. <clears throat> and then that guy ends up, we all know how that worked out, uh, <laughs> end up being the, uh, end up, it to be allegations against him from sexual misconduct is the best way I can say it. Uh, but those uh, allegations obviously turned into civil charges, mm-hmm. uh, civil a civil lawsuit against him, but no criminal charges at all. So, and now he went to Kyler Murray, who is a little immature for a franchise quarterback. So we've heard stories about that. He had to trade for Marquise Brown, who was his buddy. Yeah, I just think he's going to avoid playing with a with a, any team that has quarterback instability. I, yeah, I can go. That's what that. he said. He said that. He said, I, I, I want to be with a team with a quarterback that is willing to bring people yeah. in, not keep them out. Yeah. Focused on it. Front office that is really into winning. That is the move for him. And that the 49ers is are that. Are That's office, what I'm saying. Yeah. But yes. the, the quarterback, yeah. the, what's the big issue with the 49ers? Why have they won a Super Bowl with Shano there? Quarterback instability. Yeah. He likes bad quarterbacks. He's got a bad picker. I love the guy, but he loves bad quarterbacks. He wants a project. He's like a woman that likes D-bags and A-holes. Well, and we all know year, that woman. And last year, <laughs> he had it because he had a good quarterback playing, and then and what got hurt. Thought, one we all thought was bad because yeah. it's mystery relevant. Like, he yeah. loves bad quarterbacks. He, he just does. I know. He signed Sam Darnold and then said he was doing re- really well. Yes, he did. And we're like, oh. He did. That's no, my new quarterback. No, I like you, man, but come on. I recently heard him say, he said, we got two top five picks on our roster at quarterback and, and Brock Purdy. He was one of the best uh, quarterbacks at the end of the season. And I was like, that's how he thinks. Yep. That is how he thinks. Yep. That is why the 49ers are where they are now. <laughs> top five quarterbacks. It's Sam Dorn. He's not top five. No, it's when he was drafted. That's not what he is. Oh, we're going to sign Baker, too. We've got three <laughs> top five quarterbacks. Very true. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Carolina Panthers had two top five quarterbacks last year. Thank yeah. you. They did. Exactly. And they had the number one, and they trade up for the number one overall pick. Come on. That is just, I cannot believe that delusion. He said it too, and I was like, he believes mm. it. It's not a lie if you believe it, Shano. He did He did say Trey Lance's fingers healed now so he can throw a football right. I know. And he did say, I think Brock Purdy's expected to be ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. man. Like I said, you're right, though. DeAndre Hopkins goes there. I think they can go, they probably would go to a Super Bowl. He would. Put yeah, them because over the that top. weapons of yes. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and DeAndre Hopkins is a ridiculous amount of weapons. It is. And he can, like I said, he, he, if he can make Matt Schaub look good. He can make any other quarterback look good. He doesn't miss. He spanks. He puts the ball <laughs> in the area. He's catching it. That's and I mean, that's also, that's also, I forgot George Kittle. We have to throw him in that weapons thing. And exactly. just happens to be a part of that. Yeah. No, it would. It, that's it. They would, I, that's, I, that's a third team I'll put, put on that list in, Patrick, that if he goes there, they'd go to Super Bowl. I don't expect him to go there. No. But if he did, they'd go to Super Bowl. If he goes to Dallas, would that make them an instant Super Bowl favorite? No, because I, they already have two, like two, Got good wide receivers, and you have Michael Gallup as a, who should be a really good third wide receiver. I don't know if you add that weapon in, it fixes the problem of where you're at at running back. Yeah, they got which get, I think no. that for me is the biggest hole of okay, that's where you need to step up for the Cowboys. So just adding another piece somewhere else on a team also that says they want to run the ball more without him right. without a bell cut without a bell without yeah. a bell cut, but you want to that's run the ball more, like, and then what? you're like, all right, well now I have four wide receivers I got to get. Multiple targets a game. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So that that's the reason why it just doesn't make sense. And going back to cooked. the fact of what you said about the free agency, Cowboys don't do that. They don't like that. They don't like that where they're going to be put into this crazy situation financially. But because of the fact that it, they just ate majority of that contract and you can come in for a one-year deal, see if this is the team that's going to run. Because in reality, you're you're the only team that you can for sure say that you believe is going to be there Kansas City. Yeah. 
Agreed. That's yeah. it. Anything else is crazy. Yeah. You know? You don't but know. Kansas City, stable. They're going to be there. You know what the yeah. situation is going to be. So if I'm him <laughs> and it comes down to That's what you're going I want to be on a winner, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to have a lot of fun every, every single week, yep. I'm going there. Because yeah. Patrick Mahomes will get you the ball. I, I, I'm with you. I don't even know why we're discussing these other teams. If you're DeAndre Hopkins, like, and you got to check yourself out a one-year mercenary deal, right. why the hell would you go anywhere else other than Kansas City? Best offensive mind in the game is Andy Reid. Best head coach in the game right now is Andy Reid. Best quarterback in the game right now is Patrick Mahomes. The second or third best GM in the game, Brett Veach. Yes. Why the hell else would you go any? What are you doing, DeAndre Hopkins? And you already I like we're yelling at him for a thing that he hasn't done yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? He's like, I got released today, guys. <laughs> You would already had that bag lined Seriously, up. Seriously, man. Yeah. What you waiting on? What you waiting what, on? What are you this, examining? They having OTAs right we, now. We, we, Go get you yeah. a bag. We just gave you the reason. <laughs> exactly. I'll give, you, I'll give you a crazy Patrick Mahomes stat before we go to break here because I was doing research on Patrick Mahomes. It's just fun to do research on Patrick Mahomes because the stats are crazy. I'll give you one that nobody's really shared that is nuts. And I didn't think it was true. I had to go deep diving. Patrick Mahomes has the highest career passer rating in the regular season. At 105.7. Patrick Mahomes also has the highest career playoff passer rating at 107.4. His playoff passer rating is higher than his regular season passer rating. Because you know why? (laughs) What'd you ask for? What do you do exceptional? All I do is win. That's what it is. I find ways to win. By the way, both of those are NFL records. So his passer rating, career passer rating in the playoffs, is higher than his career passer rating in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Both of them are NFL records, and he's first in both. Mm Mm-hmm. That is why he is the greatest. What? That is why he is cold-blooded like that. I have to check that stat. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I'll wrap this up by saying (laughs) – Fans in Phoenix right now, we apologize that all of your sports teams are crumbling. Bad. Oh, the yeah. Suns. I, I have I have a friend on Facebook, and I, I saw them post, and I was like, "Yeah, that that is not a fun time right now." Diamondbacks had a had a <sighs> cut Madison Bumgarner. Wow. <laughs> the the Suns have fired their coach that everybody liked, and yeah, hey, they don't know what they're gonna do after they get blown out by Denver. And now you're like, "Hey, we just had to cut one of the best receivers." Hey, you know what? Hey, as a Houston sports fan, I don't know. We we've been there. We've been there. We've been there. So I I feel bad for y'all, but there are listen. There are welcome to my trouble. Right? There are brighter days ahead. I promise you. But I get it, man. I remember those days. I remember those days. All right, let's get to uh, the break here. We got Texans OTA updates and Cowboys OTA updates on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104. Now I'm the Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, um, and uh, plays those jams for us and gives us also an opportunity to see these very talented people live and in person here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the Sugar Trio, and they are playing Saturday at the Continental Club Gallery. Oh, the Sugar Trio. I'm sure there's a story behind that, that I'm name. I'm sure the there is. That's <laughs> part of your uh, documentary. Yeah, uh-huh. See, I'm saying? And also, we're in the perfect town for this documentary to figure out the genesis and origin of band names. Yeah. You ain't got to go. We ain't going deep. 90 seconds, every band. Quick, fast. Tell us the, the origin of the band name. Boom. I think you do about, I don't know, 40, 50 bands, and you can have different series, like part one, part two, part three. Oh, you cool. got you got to find out real quick. People in Austin get some long-winded. You said I know. now that's you like ninety concern. seconds. They do it. They go. All right, uh, let me tell you. So, uh, <laughs> so when I was growing up, right? And you're like, oh no, 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 we're done. We're already out. Yeah. you're right. I, I agree, one hundred percent. A lot on of that. editing would have to be done for when, that one. Now. When I was two, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, how old are you now? Sixty. Uh, so, yeah. so, you th- so you thought this band name when you were two? No, I thought up when I was thirty-eight. But I was <laughs> starting at two. Exactly. That's where the inspiration started. That's where. That's where the inspiration started. That I saw a guitar. Right. Cut to two and a half. Uh, no, you're right about that, but I uh, still think it'd be a decent idea for a doc. Uh, but anyway, let's get to uh, the OTA updates here, gentlemen. We talked about this earlier, but uh, quick. Oh, you know, I got two updates about the Texans, actually. You know who's working out with Davis Mills? Arch Manning. Yeah. I saw that today. He's, I don't know if that's good. Is that good for Arch? Why yeah, hey, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> hey, can we, come on, He's guys. got some time. He's got some time. <laughs> Why is he working out with Davis Mills, of all people? Maybe it's the quarterback. It's a quarterback coach, coach, but still, that's Davis Mills just happens to be I'm, that quarterback. Coach. I don't like it. I, I, I'm sure lie, that like I'm sure that there was there's some connection to the Manning camp or something like that where they know each yeah, other. Yeah, David Morris is the founder of Quarterback Country, um, and he is a trainer, quarterback trainer for Davis Mills, and I guess for Arch Manning because Arch Manning was training with working out with him and Davis Mills. Yep. He was said because they got a picture of him hanging out. It's, it's a weird. I just never thought. Yeah, I know the Manning family, the first family of football, they work out with pros all the time, but Man, Davis Mills. Yeah, this is gonna do more for Davis Mills than it do for Arch Manning. In my opinion. This is like Bijan's with Micah Parsons. You're like, oh man, all right, two of the best. So he's with Davis Mills. Like, ah, all right, okay. Uh, Why is he with him? Learn, like, Why is he with you can him? learn what not to do. Exactly. There you go. It's like do the opposite of whatever you see Davis Mills does. There, you feel better about your neck. <laughs> oh man, he I know definitely gets some neck and work. You, you see it on that photo again. The neck is there. I mean, uh, that's, it is. I'm like, wow. Hard. I can't believe you didn't know Davis Mills had an unusually long neck. I don't watch a lot of the Texans games, and most of the time he's laying on the ground, so I don't get to know exactly it's, what's going on. But that is – It looks fake. It does. It do, every picture it, it looks – It looks like a cartoon character. Yes, it looks like it was something that was done, photoshopped or something. It's it, Even on this photo, it's It's like long. when you were young let me, let and me. you drew something. My daughter drew his neck, and it just happened to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. How many times do you think he's walked into a locker room and someone has played Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> <laughs> How many times? Oh, it's just automatic. It's like any time. That'll be my ringtone when he called me. <laughs> oh, that's oh. Davis Mills. 
Wow, that's neck. I'm sure that there's some great jokes around there about Davis. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, uh, another quick uh, quarterback uh, nugget here from the Texans and their training camp. Uh, John Crumpler, he does a great job uh, as a beat reporter for the Texans. He claims that C.J. Stroud, this is prior to today, so maybe today that changed. C.J. Stroud was the only first-round quarterback that hadn't taken snaps with the ones yet. Mm. So snaps with the twos, all twos in the OTAs. He didn't even split split snaps with the ones at all. Uh, when you look at uh, Shane Steichen and uh, what they're doing with uh, with Anthony um, yep. and what he's done, uh, him and Gardner, Anthony Gardner, Richardson, Gardner Minshew, I believe, yep. yeah, and Anthony Richardson, they've split some some reps. Of course, we know Bryce Young uh, has split some reps with the first team too. So it just talks about how Shane Steichen and Frank Wright have different, uh, just kind of different pro- a different process when it comes to how they want their quarterbacks to earn that spot or be prepared for the top spot. Yeah. So I just think he's a defensive coach. Those are two guys are offensive coaches. So they probably have a different theory about how to build a team around their quarterbacks and and and, and the system around their quarterbacks mm-hmm. as opposed to Demeco Ryan, who's a defensive guy who probably is building his culture and constructing his roster around principles, core principles, rather than a player. And which is, I'm not opposed to that at all. No, I'm definitely yeah. fine with that. And to your point, when you're a defensive-minded coach and you're looking at the offensive side of the ball, you want to make sure I got the right guy that's not going to turn the ball over. I got a new guy. I want to win. And if my new guy, I can develop him as we go along, but I'm not finna put him out there right now until he shows me that it is his to take. But he also may put him in – I'm from the show me state. Go out there and work, yeah. and I'll put you right in there. I'm not I have no to problem to it. Yeah, I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to. Not that. yet, anyway. <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. Right now, there's no urgency to put him in there. Let him work with the twos, and I'm with you. Let him kind of earn every step of it, and I think that's what D'Amico Ryan is going to try to do. That's what he said. Actually, that's he, what said, he said. He said, "I'm not going to just give anybody, award anybody a position. You have to earn it." All right, real quick, uh, Cowboys Nuggets. Uh, first team offensive line they had out there were. Tyron Smith, Josh Ball at right guard. Right tackle was Tyron Smith. Uh, Right guard was Josh Ball, Tyler Biasch at center. Uh, Matthew Forniak at left guard and left tackle was Tyler Smith and Zach Martin. He did not practice because he's Zach Martin. (laughs) Um, And also DeMarcus Ware helping pass rushers. Uh, with pass rushing drills. He was out there with the Cowboys at OTAs as well. Uh, and Kelvin Joseph getting snaps at nickel and at safety now instead of corner. They're trying yep. to find a new uh, a way to reinvent, repurpose Kelvin Joseph because they've been disappointed with his play at corner so far. Yeah, I'm 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 not surprised by that because they made that investment in him and they're trying anything possible. If Dan Quinn can have miracles happen, that will be the play. Because if you look at what he's been able to do and what he hasn't been able to do with his opportunities, that is where you're going to look at him and say, man, this might be your last shot. We're going to move you to the nickel. Hopefully you give me something there. We're going to make you work at safety. Hopefully you give me something there. Because you did have a chance to go play corner. You didn't look well. You did have a chance to go play special teams. Didn't look great. So now you have to figure out what can I do to help this team. And with these new rules where they're trying to change special teams, Mm. you are now becoming limited as well. That's true. You're going to replace that with what? Another lineman, possibly another uh, linebacker, possibly. There's something that you could try to figure out. So 
Uh, he's got to show something in OTAs and, of course, training camp. Uh, a texter here, we'll end it on this note, a texter, in regards to our conversation about Davis Mills and his very unusually long neck. Um, it, texter says, it's like Merton Hanks made it with a giraffe to make Davis Mills. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot Merton Hanks did have a really long oh, neck. A real long neck. He so would it, always shake it for you. It was like a celebration of his. Oh, my goodness. He would do, what would he call that dance? It was something, something weird. Uh, Patrick, break your neck. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> There was a name for it. We come back, I'll find the name of the Merton Hanks uh, celebration. Uh, and we'll wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's good. That is... mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, time to wrap it up and put it in the oven. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, what's on tap for you, Harge? Got road trip. Got road trip. Basketball games again this weekend. Sun's playing basketball, but I definitely will be watching the Heat and Ooh. the uh, Celtics this weekend. Game six. We'll be safe on that road, man. I will, I will. And uh, good luck. Appreciate it, appreciate uh, good it. Good luck uh, and everything happening this weekend. What you got on tap, Patrick? Oh, we're going to watch uh, some basketball. We're going to we enjoy the Memorial Day weekend, hanging mm. out in the backyard, get the pool ready, have a good old time cooking out. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm cooking. We're going to barbecue a little bit this weekend. Nice, nice. Um, definitely, though. I'm going to come walk Lou by and just hop over the fence. But I smell something. <laughs> I smell hey, something cooking. You, you, you and Lou are invited. We get, you, you smell it. Come on through. That's right. Uh, also, take some time to remember those who paid the Absolutely. ultimate price so that we can have the freedom in the greatest country that the world's ever known. Uh, all right. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We're talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. More importantly, take care of each other. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Peace.